The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show really pleased to be with you today. The subject of today are those, those things that we just don't talk about. I'm really delighted to be joined today in the second part of the show with Mark Anthony King. And he is someone who has a great story to tell and is someone who is going to talk to us about two of the topics that we very often avoid. One around mental health or rather mental ill health and suicide. And one of the sad um, facts of life is that suicide is on the increase. I live in the UK, as you know, and do you know that suicide is the most common reason for men under the age of 42 dying? That's an appalling figure. And yet we seem to be doing very little that's making a difference with that number. The number is going up. But in this first part of the show, I want to talk about the other things that very often get brushed under the carpet, don't get talked about and have a profound result, um, impact on relationships, both personal and professional. I work a lot with people um, in a whole variety of contexts. As you know, this show is called Leadership for Life. It's how you lead your life, whether it's your personal life or your professional life. And I work a lot with people who want the very best out of life and as they start working with me we talk about relationships and I'd like to focus on that for a little while. It's interesting isn't it that people get together in uh, personal relationships and very often they have not talked about what their values are and because of that after the first flush of chemicals and hormones have gone and they're living together there's often a challenge. And I think that there are three areas where because they're not spoken of and there's no tacit agreement of um, how they're going to operate as a couple, it causes tremendous problems. The first is around what do you mean by the value of trust, fidelity, integrity, for me, they all come under the same umbrella. People make assumptions. And the problem is we've all got a blueprint for what we think love should look like. And if you have a different blueprint for the level of, of trust, the behaviors that you need to actually experience from the other person in terms of trust, then you can have huge problems. For some people, lack of trust simply means having an affair. But for others, it's whether people will trust them with their vulnerability, whether they'll be truly who they are. 
trust can be about trusting someone to tell the truth and which truth because your perception is often your truth so trust fidelity integrity i'm going to lump those under one heading the next biggie is that of money and so often couples or families or and this can be true of, of, of a professional partnership too is there are very different approaches to money i was working with uh, with a couple um I started off working with with the uh, with the woman. They weren't married. They were uh, being a couple. They have a child together, and their attitudes towards money are incredibly different. She is a saver. She lives within her means, and she gets very concerned when uh, there's not a, a a reserve in the bank that she can draw upon if there's a problem. He, on the other hand, is a spender and has no problems at all in getting into significant debt with his credit card. Because of that mismatch between the two of them, there are huge tensions. He's quite happy to live with several thousand pounds worth of debt. She's unhappy with living in any sort of debt. So you can see that tensions are going to really magnify as time goes on unless they resolve that and find a middle ground where both of them can be comfortable then that relationship is doomed to be fractious at best and unlikely to survive at worst another area where people don't talk is about intimacy you know for many people they have a, again a very different view of what intimacy should look like you know how their sexual drive for example how they want to be intimate can be incredibly different and again it can cause huge tensions and if it's not talked about and people don't find a way forward then it can really be the kiss of death to a relationship the other biggie that that i'm going to mention tonight, and there are others because ultimately it's about matching your values but the other biggie is when people have very, very different parenting skills and their principles by which they want to parent are very different. Again, working with a, a client um, and they found it very, very difficult because they wanted to set boundaries for their children um, and their partner didn't. And ultimately, not only did it cause tensions in terms of them, but of course the children were getting very, very mixed messages. And as a result, they were playing up, they weren't doing well at school, they were unhappy. Children need consistency. And actually so do we as grown-ups. The real issue here is about communicating and not waiting till things have gone wrong to communicate, but actually communicating effectively right from the start. You know. I have a friend and she was desperate to have children. She wanted a family. She partnered with someone who she discovered after they'd married that he didn't want children. Now, it seems to me that that's a pretty fundamental conversation, but I wonder how many partnerships and marriages are blighted because that conversation hasn't taken place. And for me, the theme of this whole program is about being brave enough to have those conversations, to be clear about what's negotiable 
and what for you is not negotiable. So if you're getting together with someone, you know, not on the first date or even the second or the third, but doesn't it make sense before the two of you commit to one another to actually think about what is negotiable and what isn't? So for example, there are certain things that some people find completely non-negotiable, whether someone smokes or takes drugs, whether they gamble. In, and I'm not making any judgment about what's right or wrong because it's ultimately what's right or wrong for you. You've got to be comfortable with that. Now, we're going to be talking about mental health and suicide, among other things, after the break. But all of these things, if they are not, not feeling right within the relationship, they can really have a detrimental health on the relationship but also on the relationship that you have with yourself and your mental health, your mental well-being. Because when we are living and we are not living with our true values, I think that's one of the main reasons why people become anxious and depressed. Often they don't know that that's the case until they start to talk about it. Now, everything I've spoken about so far has been about professional, uh, personal life. But in your professional life, if you're working within a culture that does not fit well with your values, that can cause huge problems. And in my experience, many, many people in the last few years have found that they're working with leaders who have a very different set of values to them. And they find it difficult. Ultimately, many people stay because they're worried about being able to pay the mortgage or um, to have enough money to live on. They're worried about stepping out of that environment and finding another job. And particularly at the moment when so many businesses are going to the wall, I'm sure there'll be many people who will keep quiet and will stick with what's very uncomfortable simply because the alternative seems too scary, too frightening. Before you can do or um, recognize anything, the first job is to sit down quietly, you know, without the internal chatter going on and without the telly and the kids and so on. And think about what are the values that are important to you? You know, we talk about love, fidelity, happiness. Um, there are lots of them. What is important to you? Is your family important to you? Are your friends important to you? Is beauty, is the nature, are, are all of those things? And what are your priorities? What's your blueprint? Because if that blueprint's not being met, then you've either got to shift um, your values if that works for you. But for most people, their values are their values. And you've got to find a way forward. Talking about it, articulating it, is really important but doing that in a way that's not I'm the victim poor me look at what's happening to me but simply talking in a way that says this isn't working for me because my value is a b or c in order for my value to be met I need to um, to behave in this way and when you behave in a particular way I find that very challenging not the be and it's about the behaviors being challenging rather than the person if things are going on at work and you don't agree with them and you keep quiet then it's very difficult then i think to come to terms with it 
but you can say things in a way that are possible for other people to hear. No whinge, no whine, no edge to your voice, no victim, but just talking to your boss and saying, I think that there is a better way. Would you hear me out before you make a judgment? Is it possible for us to do it this way? Ultimately, remember you're the common denominator that you take into your life every moment of every day. So if things aren't working, it's really important that you speak up, but speak up in a way that other people are able to hear. Now, after the break, we're going to dive into the taboo subjects of mental health and of suicide. And amongst other things, um, I'm just so pleased to have Mark Anthony with us. Um, I'm sure you're going to enjoy him. So please don't go away. We'll see you after the break. Thanks very much. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello, and thanks for coming back. Mark Anthony King, let me tell you about him. He's a master of words. He delivers soul-searing messages in both verbal and written form, engaging his audience to deeply reflect. He's a three times best-selling author, publisher, award-winning motivational speaker, and one of the most sought-after multifaceted coaches who specializes in social and emotional intelligence. He is also a neuro-linguistic neuro program master practitioner, as well as specializes in timeline therapy, weight loss management, and holistic health and strategic intervention. 
His incredible love for people has allowed him the privilege of coaching hundreds of clients from all nationalities, age groups, and walks of life in the areas of relationships, leadership, curing lifelong phobias, helping clients achieve physical transformations in their healthier version of themselves, or helping a suicidal individual rediscover the beauty of life. I'm so pleased to welcome to the show, Mark Anthony King. It is my honor, my great profound honor to be here, Gina. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. We're going to dive straight in because we've got limited time and I want yeah. to get the maximum value out of you. Absolutely. Could you please share some of your journey for those people who don't know you? Oh, ab absolutely. So for those of you that don't know me, hello. I hope that by the end of the segment, we can be friends or friendly. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a kid who, who was born on the wrong side of town to a mother who was much too young to be having kids, you know, 19 years old and, and a father who frankly wasn't ready to be a dad, you know, and as human beings, we do our best to, to show up in the ways that we should show up and, and raise our families and just live by our, our own moral compass. And we do our best to adhere to that. And, um, you know, being a kid being raised by a kid was a was an interesting interesting dynamic and an interesting way of growing up uh, although now in retrospect i would trade it for anything in the world because of everything it taught me but you know a couple of years ago i was at a at a les brown event and he said something very profound i was i was speaking and he said we should label jars not people and that really that really hit me because i was somebody who got labeled very very early on I was labeled as having chronic anxiety, as having attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, as being on the spectrum of autism, uh, having epilepsy because I would space out. So I was diagnosed with silent seizures, you know, and as I kept growing up, I kept acting out and I, I didn't know how to navigate the, uh, the labels that I was given. And an interesting thing happens, right, when you're labeled and that's the pig the pygmalion effect so for those of yeah. you that don't know you are going to live up to the expectations that are placed upon you by your peer group for the most part especially if that peer group happens to be your parents or church elders or the school system so i didn't know how to navigate what i was feeling and i was placed in yet another labeled group and that was a problem child yeah so I was placed in a group called SARP, Students at Risk Program. And, and just mm -hmm. to, to cut through some time here, that's basically a, a last-ditch effort by the school system to rehabilitate children that are on their way to the juvenile detention center. So that's, that's their, their way of saying, okay, let's create a stop between here and there so that we can give them a chance to get their act together, so to speak. And, you know, I was placed in this, in this group and, and for about four years, no, I'm sorry, for three years, it's it's being told and reinforced every single yeah. limit that you've ever been had placed on you, and it's you know teachers speaking to you derogatorily and and teachers telling you that if you're lucky to be a janitor, if you, if if you're lucky at the end of at the end of your your high school graduation to become a janitor, consider yourself a massive success. And not that there's anything wrong with being a janitor, you know, if you're if you're earning your living in an honorable, honest manner. Mm -hmm. what what more can we ask for but to have an educator say that to you and to have educators for three years tell you that you're worthless that you are 
stupid, that you are less than, it kind of takes a toll on you. And getting going into high school in ninth grade, I remember I somehow managed to gain about 70 pounds over the summer. So I started high school morbidly, morbidly obese. I was 70 pounds overweight, 51% body fat. Just and and the labels that had been placed on me throughout my life and something I'm open about right now, and that's when I was when I was younger, I was physically abused and I was sexually abused by men and women. So and it's something I was never open about. It's kind of like like everybody else. We we have trauma that we suffer in silence with because we live under the illusion that sharing it or being open about it or, or vocal is is going to be more painful than the experience itself. And heaven forbid we share that with somebody that we love, somebody that who theoretically should have protected us, but because they didn't know, they weren't educated, they couldn't see what was going on. So I found myself 14, just weighed down physically, literally, and, and emotionally, psychologically, just tormented. And I started having thoughts that I never had before in my entire life. And that is, life would be better if I wasn't here. Because at least if I wasn't here, the pain would go away. Mm -hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't keep repeating every single abuse trauma of my past. So I keep saying long story short, I don't think I know what that means, but long story short, I found myself one day in my mother's bathtub at 14 years old with an eight inch chef's knife in my hand. Um, just really tired, you know, to anybody who's listening right now, if you've ever just felt tired of, of life, oftentimes, you know, in the medical field, when they're, when they're doing mental screenings, they'll just ask a simple question. Do you ever go to bed and just hope that you don't wake up? Hmm. And a lot of people suffer with that on a daily basis because just the pain of, of life and the pain of of not making peace and not bringing healing to where there's trauma and where there's pain and where there's limits and where there's doubts, living with that throughout the course of your life and, and just letting everything that happens reaffirm every limit that's ever been placed on you and, and it, it becomes tough. So I was in that tub crying my eyes out and I went to go stab myself in the chest and the knife actually went into my chest but I felt like I hit a brick wall and I know I didn't hit a rib. I know I didn't hit a rib because I know it was something different. I, I, I get emotional talking about this, but it was grace. It was God's grace in that moment because this question kind of pierced the veil of my, of my subconscious and conscious mind that said, what if suicide wasn't an option? And you know, the power of questions. Yeah. You know, questions have a way of, of making you stop and, and reflect and really ponder. Questions have a way of drawing you in and out of your pain. And I thought, well, if suicide isn't an option, I can do anything else under the sun, mm -hmm. but I can't do the one thing that I'm inclined to do. And if I can't kill myself, if suicide isn't an option, then by default, life is the only option. And, you know, something incredible happens when God, God's grace and God's mercy and God's love just fills you. 
uh, we call it the peace that surpasses all understanding. And in that moment, in that moment where I have I had a white shirt on, drenched in blood, holding a knife, what I what I what I had just attempted and, and thankfully unsuccessfully attempted. It was just that moment was filled with peace and was just filled with compassion. And it's almost as if all the pain didn't go away, but I felt absolved in a sense. And I felt like there was the most powerful four letter word in our vocabulary. And it's not love and it's not the F word when we're upset, <laughs> it's hope. You know, hope, hope is literally what keeps humanity alive. Mm. We, don't, we don't know it, but it truly is the, the unconscious belief that tomorrow is gonna be better, that there's even gonna be a tomorrow is so profound. And I was told that hope is an acronym also by Les Brown and that acronym stands for and whoever's listening, I, I urge you, pull the car over if you're driving, get your phone, open up your notes section or write something down. This is worth writing down. Hope is an acronym for hold on, pain ends. And when it pertains to mental health and when it, when it pertains to, to anybody who, who my heart goes out to who's, who's having these dark thoughts right now, understand that life is cyclical. Life is cyclical. It doesn't matter how beautiful and colorful and, and, and wonderful spring is, eventually spring is going to give way to something else. And by contrast, it doesn't matter how bleak and how dreary and how cold and how desolate the winter is. Life isn't Game of Thrones. It's not going to be winter forever. It's not it's going to be It's amazing, isn't it? Because often in the deepest part of winter, we've, we've just had snow in the UK. And in my part of oh, the goodness, UK, that's yeah. quite unusual, about 12 inches. Um, but what I noticed is, as the snow is receding, so the snowdrops are peaking above the top of the snow. Yes. And in the bleakest part, the coldest part, there are signs of spring. Yeah. And I think for anyone, the recognizing that however bad today is, that there is a new dawn and a new opportunity, a new beginning, if you mm -hmm. choose to take it. Yeah. And, you know, your story is profound. And I think, you know, for many people who are going through real trauma, um, whether that's long lived trauma or, or it's it's something that, that's happened in the last few months because of the pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. I think for so many people recognizing that that there is hope, that you can develop the resilience to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, I mean, if you look at what you have achieved all of that would have been lost. All of the people that you help would have not been able to have your help if that transformation hadn't happened. Absolutely. And, and it's one of the reasons I was so keen to have you on the show is to help people recognize that there is an alternative. There's always an alternative. Absolutely. And, you know, reach out get some help. One of the things I'd like to talk to you about is there, for, for me, there's two strands, if you like. There's okay. one people reaching out and being able to say how vulnerable they are and that they need help. Yeah. And then there's the other side of the coin where many people struggle to know what to say and will will go, it's all right, you'll be fine. Yeah. When actually, that's probably not the answer that's going to help people. Um, 
my way is 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 to say just hold the space and listen mm -hmm. because so often it's the in the listening somebody validating how you feel that's the healing can start but i'm really interested in your take on both sides of those of that coin absolutely uh you know it's I, I i tend to tie things back to back to scripture and not in a religious preacher way but in in my life it's been the only thing that's truly made sense to me so mm -hmm. there and i'm not pushing religion on on absolutely anybody i'm just sharing what i've learned and yeah in the good book there is a an excerpt that reads we are all one in the body of christ which if you want to take a non-religious spin to that that means yeah. that we're all brothers and sisters we all breathe the same we are air. connected absolutely are, absolutely and 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 the reality is we are we're infinitely more connected than we think or that we may want to believe because it's scary to be so connected to somebody yeah. sometimes which means that you know, there's not a lot of black and white in this world. We live in a world with with thousands of shades of gray. Mm -hmm. Yet in, in this respect, um, I'm fairly black and white. And that's if we're all one in the body of Christ, or if we're all connected, if we're all brothers and sisters, if we're all one, right? If we're all if we're all this this collect collection of, of micros that makes up the macro, mm -hmm. that means that we have a moral, ethical responsibility and obligation to one another and 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 that might sound that might sound a bit extreme but i agree with you i have to say <laughs> but but what do you fight fire with the water. best way to fight fire is with water or with fire yeah you need to meet it as passionately and as powerfully because unfortunately taking a a, a backseat approach taking a a placid taking a, a half assed approach to this to this just plague on humanity and i'm not talking about coronavirus i'm talking about mental health and i'm talking about suicide yeah if we don't meet it passionately and full on what's going to happen this isn't the time to to sit back and and just tell people that it's going to be okay or they're going to be all right this is a time to educate yourself yeah because oftentimes opening up about trauma is very very difficult i mean i can't tell you how difficult it was for me to begin to be vulnerable and be open about the fact that i was sexually abused by a man when i was six years old i mean and i can't tell you what that did to my relationship with the masculine energy and and about about my own masculinity growing up i wasn't vulnerable and open about this until i was probably 20 28 years old i'm 31 now just to give you an idea if i so, say to you that i've worked with many people who've been abused mm -hmm. and i've worked with people who've not actually revealed their abuse till they're in their 60s and 70s mm -hmm. and that they've held on to the trauma oh yeah and yet once they start to talk about it in a safe loving environment and get some techniques and strategies it's amazing how possible it is for people to heal and to oh, find absolutely. a different way forward. So yeah. your story really resonates. Um, and I hope the people who are listening to this are going to take on board. You know, there are people here who can help and who want to help. You're not alone unless you choose to be. Absolutely, and, and educating yourself on what to look for as an observer, but as somebody who's experiencing it, 
you know, I just want to give a few tips. I don't know how, how, how much time we have. We're okay. No, this is too important to cut yeah. short. Brilliant. I, I love your heart, Gina. So to anybody who's currently experiencing this, I, I, I urge you and, and I need you to understand and I invite you to, to understand that there is healing and there's catharsis in just speaking your truth. Yeah. Now there's a counter to that. Be mindful who you speak your truth to because unfortunately, the reality is most people who share something, the majority of individuals in the world aren't equipped no. to hear, hey, I was sexually abused by, by my uncle when I was six, or I was sexually abused by my nanny when I was 10, or, you know, most people aren't equipped, especially most parents aren't equipped. The, the response that most people get when they share their truth with a loved one is they're not believed and they're not validated. So if you choose to share with a loved one, understand that you might not get the response that you're looking for. So be mindful and be selective with who you share your truth right, with, because yeah. that that moment, that that coming out and sharing your truth moment about what happened to you can catalyze your healing in a massive, beautiful way, or it can stifle it and pretty much ensure that it never happens. It can go either way. And you know, another thing is focus. Remember, the, never underestimate the power of focus. Mm -hmm. There are things in this world that you have no control over. You have absolutely no control over certain things, but you can control more than you think you can. Yeah. You can influence more than you think you can. And ultimately, if we start stacking small little wins and we start feeding our minds with things that we can control and every day we just focus on executing just a little bit, focus on what you can control, do things that you can control, do things that make you feel good, do things that feed your heart, your spirit, your soul, Things start to change in a beautifully profound way, in a very profound way. And, you know, ultimately, I think it really all boils down to being cognizant of what you are defining yourself by. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think for, for so many people, the, the being able to articulate whether it's abuse, trauma, or just that actually that something is not right for you, mm -hmm. that takes courage, doesn't it? Absolutely, tremendous courage. But I think that ultimately, by being prepared to be vulnerable, I absolutely accept choosing the person that you are going to be vulnerable to, because mm -hmm. it's a huge deal, isn't it, for parents to heal, because that brings up uh, to feel that they have let their child down, that they yeah, haven't they, protected they failed. them. Yeah. And guilt and a whole range of, of, of problems, they've got to get through that in order to hear the message and to be able to deal with it. Yeah. And even some professionals, um, you know, I know of many cases where the professionals haven't listened because mm -hmm. they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. So you do need to be mindful. But, you know, one of the things that has come across, and I'd be interested in your take, of the people I've worked with is that learning, A, that you're a survivor and that out of this terrible situation have, has come a resilience and a capacity that, of course, you wish it had happened in a different way, but actually 
embracing those uh, those gifts if you like that have come out of such darkness um, enables people to work move forward and in my experience many of the abused people that i've worked with um go on to support and help other people not necessarily abuse people but but to be of service yeah and the other thing that, that really strikes me and is so pivotal for me is forgiveness oh, and it's took not the word right out of my mouth not about condoning or forgetting but it is forget it's condoning those who were the perpetrators and forgiving yourself because so many oh, yeah. people are abused find it hard yeah. now we've got we've just got a few minutes left and i don't want to waste the opportunity for people to know where to get hold of you and how you can help um what your books are so that they have an opportunity to have more of your message um outside this interview absolutely so you can get a hold of me on at mark at that's m-a-r-k at lifemasterystrategist.com yeah it's right down there in the link below you can get a hold of me on facebook um facebook.com slash king script on instagram markanthony.king you can catch me on my magazines manila up and exquisite international i have columns on both magazines and um yeah it I'm actually, I don't want to plug any books that I, I've currently written. I want to talk about a book that I'm currently writing. Brilliant. And, you know, you talked about how beauty can come from darkness. If I hadn't gone through what I went through, which I wouldn't wish on anybody and I wouldn't want to repeat, but I'm glad I did because it made me more loving and more compassionate and more kind. And it, it sparked that, that heart for humanity, so to speak. So. I'm actually writing a book called What If Suicide Wasn't an Option? And it's it's a book that is geared towards serving millennials and the younger generations who are currently at the highest suicide rates right now. So it's yeah. it's my story and it's very practical ways in which they can navigate their own internal demons and trauma and, and proven uh, psychological NLP strategic things that they can implement, which can heal them. and. You know, I, I just want to really quickly say one more thing. You talked about the the importance of forgiveness. And, you know, forgiveness doesn't mean, like you said, you condone. It means that you are absolving yourself from holding on to pain. And I think Mark Twain said it best when he said, forgiveness is a fragrance that the violet has shed on the heel that had crushed it. That's absolutely beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, just before we leave, uh, those who listen to the show regularly will know that um, that Genuinely You is a member of B1G1, Buy One, Give One. And for every um, guest who comes on the show, that Genuinely You donates um, some impacts. And you have chosen, let me read it to you, to provide access to clean water for life by sponsoring a simple well and water pump in the villages of Malawi. Uh, and it's an area where high infant and child mortality are caused by water and sanitation related diseases. So thank you very much. Um, and oh, if you're you. interested in B1G1, then it's in the show notes um, and really hope that you will get involved as a business uh, or as an individual and help because they have some amazing projects. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Um, and I look forward to the next opportunity to talk with you, but thank you again. Um, yeah, and just so before much, we Gina. go, um, to reach Mark Anthony, um, his email address is... Mark at lifemasterystrategist.com. Lovely. Thank you very much. 
Don't go away. I'll see you after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Welcome back. What an amazing story that Mark Anthony, uh, Mark Anthony had. And if you are listening, please, if you need some help, reach out. It's an absolute tragedy that so many people are feeling really suicidal and that we're losing such talent and such potential and we don't need to. I want to spend the last few minutes of the show talking to you about um, a program that I've created to help people who are struggling with stress and anxiety. Now, I want to make it clear that if you are, you know, you have a deep depression and are suicidal, please get appropriate help. But if you're feeling stressed and anxious on a daily basis and you want some help, one of the things that I've done is put together a program called the Personal Empowerment Plan or PEP for talk. Uh, for short, because over the years, and I've been working, um, helping and supporting people um, to step into their power, to feel empowered and to take control of their life for over 30 years. And during that time, I've developed a, a number of strategies that I've used with people and I've used them myself. And I know from them and from myself that they work. And so what I've done is I've put them together in a 26 week program, six months. And every Sunday, um, an email will drop into your inbox with a pep talk, which is a short video from me. And then every week there is one or maybe two strategies for you to try that can help you manage stress, minimize it in the first place, manage stress um, and help you feel less, less anxious 
and able to cope. There are principles in there, there are strategies that if you use them consistently, do make a difference, a positive difference. Now, why half a year? Well, lots of people look for the quick fix. You know, I'm feeling down and many people go into the business of popping pills or anaesthetizing themselves with food, with drink, with, uh, uh, with drugs, with shopping, with sex, with TV, rather than deal with the problem. And ultimately, that doesn't do anything to solve the problem. It just sort of buries it. And the problem is when you bury that those negative feelings is that they get triggered. And when they do, they pop up and it's usually at the most inopportune and difficult moment. And they appear to get bigger because we start to focus on them. The more you focus on things, the bigger and more important it feels. Ultimately, changing that requires you to change the way in which you think. And that takes time uh, to embed. They say within uh, neuro-linguistic programming, and I too am an, a master practitioner, that it takes 28 days to create a new neural pathway. Think about walking across the grass. The first time you walk across the grass, there's no change. If you keep walking across the grass for the first few times, probably still no change. But if you walk continuously over the same piece of grass, what happens is that you create a pathway. The grass gets worn down and there's a muddy pathway. Well, that's how practice works when you're trying to establish a new belief or a new behavior. And so having the, 28, um, the 26 weeks is designed to give you the opportunity to try lots of things and to end up with a toolkit, something that you can dip into, but also that it's done over a period of time. So the new way of thinking, the new way of being really gets established. And so you can start to feel more confident in yourself um, and feel better resourced to deal with life in general. You know, we all go through times when life is hard. Those of you who know who my story know that, you know, I was wheelchair bound for a long time um, and I've learned to walk twice as an adult. I lost people that I love. My brother suddenly dropped dead um, at the age of 49. So I have dealt with a lot of life's challenges and that there are many that I won't go into. So I do recognize that there are times in our life when we need a bit of help. And we need something that will enable us to focus on the good things, the things we can do, rather than um, all of the things that are happening with us and to us and for us that we are struggling. Now, if you're interested in the personal empowerment plan, you can go onto the website, genuinely-u.com, which is the, Gina, uh, the Genuinely You um, site. Um, and within that, within the products, you will find the uh, personal empowerment plan. And you can go directly, we're putting a link on for the for the PEP plan, um, and that will take you straight to that. It's not expensive, it's been designed to be um, reasonably priced um, so that you can, anybody can afford it. And then you will trigger 26 weeks of PEP talks coming into your, a sun, or sometime on your Sunday, for you to then prepare for the week and to try those, those um, there's different techniques and strategies out. And I know from working with the many, many people that I've used them with over the years, that they do work. 
if you give them a try. But some suit some people better than others, but you've got a huge toolbox with which to work. So we're coming to the end of the show now. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, now, I want to just spend this last minute or so saying to you, be one, G one, buy one, give one. For every hundred viewers that listen to the live or the recorded version of this on iHeartRadio or on the W4CY uh, YouTube channel, um, for every hundred listeners or viewers, uh, a meal will be donated. And I'd love to be in a position where we had to donate thousands of meals because there were thousands of listeners. So please do tune in, get other people to do so too. And you can just by listening, be helping people by making sure that they don't go to bed hungry. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got a great guest next week. I'm really excited that David Little is going to join us. Uh, he's an amazing guy and he does a lot of work internationally with scouts. And so please do join me next week. It's been a pleasure to have you. Please, please remember that you are the leader in your own life. Step into your power and truly take that role. Be the leader of your own life. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.